Hi, Pastor Greg here. I am the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Montana. You are listening to the live Sunday service that streams most Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find us at www.agjordanmt.com. You can find links for our live broadcast as well as links to past broadcasts. Look for Jordan Assembly of God Church on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify. Or if you like to watch the service, you can follow the video links and subscribe to be notified when we go live. We are doing a series on both letters written to the Christians in Thessalonica called Thessalonians. So without further introduction, Thessalonians. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Feeling okay? I'm definitely feeling better. That's all I'm saying. Thank you so very much. I thank Mike for for filling in and for Clara and for all the worship team that was able to to make it and come up and it's, um I had to I was talking to Jen and I was like there's so many years that went by where I really didn't have that ability to just be able to call up somebody and say, hey, you know, be there kind of thing. And uh, it was such a blessing to be able to do so. And I stayed stayed home and was able to actually get better and and have a pretty fairly normal week. So that's a that's a pretty cool thing. Um, we have been going through last Sunday. We were in part two, uh, Love of the Truth. Um, part one, eh, I like my parts. I like to subpart. It's when I get into part one of part two of part three, Zeta, that's when we're really hitting really good. Um, but this one is about understanding. And I'm going to say that this one is probably one of the most challenging ones. But it was definitely something that I that I hope that you're willing to actually dig in with me. Because last time that we spoke, it was on listening 
and how important for us to listen to instruction. In Zechariah 8, 1 through 3, or 1 through 4, I should say, again, the word of the Lord of hosts came saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, I am zealous for Zion with great zeal, with great fervor, I am zealous for her. Thus says the Lord, I'll return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Thus says the Lord of hosts, old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in his hand because of great age. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you for this time, and I want to thank you for this day. And I pray, Father, that as we journey on into this understanding peace, as we listen to your word, Father, I pray that we may follow after you and that our hearts and minds will be open to you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this one is, I'm, I'm hoping you're willing to actually um, go through the process of this with me because... Uh, this is this is the these are the verses that we're going to be going through, and I'm going to kind of build up because I know that it's been like a Sunday in the middle, and so I'm going to kind of give a little bit about where my thought process was into this deal because we have listening and understanding, and last time we spoke was listening. Paul in First Thessalonians um, four and five, First Thessalonians that was last uh, last series talked about the coming and rapture, about peace and safety, then destruction will happen. Then in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, looking at, uh, you know, kind of reviewing our verses 1 through 5, he is having to instruct so that, so that they would not be deceived, for others were saying that they had already come. Now, one of the things that we learn about in 2 Thessalonians is that the salvation message was not just come know Jesus. It was come know Jesus and these are the events that are going to happen. So when we look at these things, when we see these things and we see that how he instructed and the reason why we know he instructed in the end times is because he's writing the letter that basically actually references his own teachings. Because like, now brethren, concerning the coming, and this is Second Thessalonians chapter 2, looking at verses 1. Now brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? So we know that Paul just, it wasn't just instruction in, in how to live. It wasn't just instructions of, of getting to know Jesus, but it was also instructions of what is to come. Now, I don't know about you, but when I started digging into 2 Thessalonians and I started really 
getting into the process of this, I started realizing that there in my growing up, in my, um, shall we say, uh, church going experience, one of the things that is really not talked a whole lot about is what will to come. Normally we put it under, you know, one little highlight, we highlight and we say, well, it's pre-tribulation. And then, then we just are supposed to know. And so if you say pre-tribulation, then people know this is what our viewpoints of end times are. But the viewpoints of end times, there's a certain steps and there's certain processes that Paul went into when he was discussing. And it's a depth of scripture. And so as we go into this, it goes on in verse 6 and it says, And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. Well, who is restraining? Well, we know that based on context, we know that based on, uh, on you know, like for the research, we know that it's the Holy Spirit that is restraining the son of perdition. We know that. But it's like you have to dig in deep into that in order to find that out. For the mystery of lawlessness, verse 7, is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Now, for many, many times, and depending on how you want a viewpoint, I'm going to point this out to you, and you can research the scripture verses and see how you feel about this. The way I was always taught or whatever is that that means that the Holy Spirit was taken, like taken. And there's, there's teachings that you will hear about the Holy Spirit being taken off of the earth and the Holy Spirit. And this is and this is the reason why that the rapture is supposed to happen beforehand. The Spirit of God is, is removed from the earth. I will have to say that I no longer believe that, nor is that something that I believe in that teaching. The Holy Spirit is actually, when you do the research on this, and I challenge you to do so. If this is something that you yourself has been taught, like I have been taught, I would challenge you to get into the scriptures and really read. But it doesn't say that the spirit would be removed from the earth, but that, that the spirit would be removed out of the way. So that the spirit of truth is still there, but he's moving out of the way. He is no longer restraining that is, that is there, the Holy Spirit. And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. And I like how Paul does this. He says that this is this danger is happening, but don't worry because just just hold off because eventually at some point in time, Jesus is going to win. God is going to win. So do not let your hearts be troubled. But in verse 9, he goes on, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. Now, I want you to hold that in your, in, in your mind. They did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Okay? So we know that in the steps of this that, that Christ cannot come back until first you have the falling away you have the man of sin, the son of perdition, coming in. And this cannot happen because he is being currently restrained right now. 
the Holy Spirit. Well, what do we know by the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit confutes. Remember that big word that, that we went through, confute, that I had to go all the way back? And he is the prover of wrongs. He confutes, which means that there is truth that is being spoken. Where truth is, lies do not live. Right? Where the light of the Lord, the darkness cannot prevail. So when the spirit of truth is in the world and he's there and it's it's message and as bad as the world oh it gets and it, it gets really bad that spirit of truth is still there restraining the evil one but when people stop listening to the truth right when people stop following instruction, then we have the verse 8 where the revealing of the son of perdition and the working of deception can then be ha then can happen because they did not receive the love of truth, the message of salvation, the message of the spirit, the message of redemption. For this reason, a strong del delusion means that they will believe the lie because they did not accept that. Now, this little statement, this love of the truth, well, in order for people to know the truth, you must have an indication that there was a sign or something that happened that people knew the truth in order to be able to do it. And you say, well, Greg, so many people know truths today. Yes, but right now, the truths that people know are all based on where they, what they believe in rather than what really is true. If you know the Son of God, if you know Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah, then you know truth. Why? Because he is the way and the truth and the life. There is no higher truth than Jesus. There is no higher truth than God is the Father and that God is the creator of heaven and earth. There's no greater truth than that. But in today's world right now, we are not looking at that kind of truth. People know their own truth right? They establish their own truth. So how can we have a falling away, a falling away of what? What event happens so that all people, not just the Jewish people, but that all people knows the truth? What event is that? And it's found, believe it or not, this little phrase, because they did not know the truth led me straight into Zechariah. And here's something amazing that the Spirit of God just really, really, truly just indicated in my heart. I cannot say that I remembered that. All I knew is that, that, that the love of truth was in my mind and I started researching the scripture and I started doing that. And, and I went straight to Zechariah because there's something so very, very important. And that's the reason why last week we were taught, or not last week, but the week beforehand, we were talking and I spoke on Zechariah because Zechariah speaks to this portion. In Zechariah chapter 8, looking at verses 1 through 3, says, Again, the word of the Lord of hosts came, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am zealous for Zion, for great zeal, with great fervor I am zealous for her. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of 
truth. The mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Now, if you read this without the context of the rest of the chapter, it sounds like this is the this is the second coming, this is what's happening. But as you read on in the scripture verse, the context of the scripture verse is basically, basically saying that they know God. That they have a relationship with God. Well, there's only one way to have a relationship with God. No man comes to the Father but through the Son. So Zechariah is prophesying about a time where, where the Jews will actually go back and they will know God through Jesus. In verse 4, it continues on. Thus says the Lord of hosts, old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in his hand because of great age. The streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in its streets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, if it is marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people in these days, will it also be marvelous in my eyes, says the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord of hosts, behold, I will save my people from the land of the east and from the land of the west. I will bring them back and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. They shall be my people and I shall be their God in truth and righteousness. We have not seen this yet. We have not seen this yet. We have not seen the salvation of the Jews by God from the east and the west. But they can only know God if they know Jesus. And then it says this, thus says the Lord of hosts, let your hands be strong, you who have been hearing in these days these words by the mouth of the prophets who spoke in the day of the foundation was laid for the house of the Lord of hosts that the temple might be built. For before these days, there was no wages for man, nor any hire for beast. There was no peace from the enemy, for the enemy, for whoever went out or came in. For I set all men, every one, against his neighbor. We're talking about an, a timeline that everybody is against one another. And God delivers his people. And all people are going to know this. Or in verse 16, I know I'm kind of skipping ahead there, but in verse 16, these are the things that you shall do. He tells his people this when, he's, when he has brought them back. You shall speak each man the truth to his neighbor. You shall give judgment to your gates for, for truth, justice, and peace. Let none of you think evil in your heart against your neighbor. And do not love a false oath for all these things that I hate, says the Lord. Then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the, fa the, fast, uh, the fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth month, and the fast of the seventh month, and the fast of the tenth month shall be joy and gladness and cheerful feasts for the house of Judah. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. I know it's a long way getting there, and I'm sorry. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. So you have the city of truth. You cannot have truth without what? You cannot have truth without Jesus. In order, the Spirit of God leads you into all truth. In order to know truth, you need to know Jesus. In order to know Jesus, you need to know God. In order to know God means to love him. In order for Jerusalem to be considered the city of truth, they must know truth. 
And when the salvation of them happens, it will be so significant. How does that deal with us? It'll be so significant that in verse 20, it says this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, peoples shall yet come inhabitants from many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another saying, let us continue to go and pray before the Lord. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that. And seek the Lord of hosts. I myself will go also. Yes, many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days, 10 men from every language of the nations shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man saying, let us go with you for we have heard that God is with you. But it's not about a belief system. It's about, about knowing God. No man knows God except for through the son, the city of truth. They're being led and they're being taught in the worshiping of God within the relationship of Jesus. This is something that will happen. But guess what? What we know is then there is going to be a falling away. Why? Because they did not love truth. Because they did not love truth and they did not love peace. And they did not consider what was righteous. So, all these events that are happening, all these events that are, are, that are going to be taking place at some point in time, you're like, well, Greg, where's the rapture in all this? I don't know, because the rapture is something that we don't know when the rapture is going to be. Okay, remember the rapture to the ones who are in darkness will it will come like a thief in the night. But to, to those of us who are in the light, it won't be a thief in the night. It will be something that we're expecting. Paul said that in first Thessalonians. So I'm not talking about rapture. I'm talking about the events that have to transpire before Christ came back. Remember Paul's point. In order, though, to have a falling away, you have to first have a understanding and a knowledge of the truth everyone is going to know who god is and then people are going to make decisions and people are going to make their own choices like well greg if they know the truth why why would they why would they you know like accept something different why would there be a falling away i don't know why did adam and eve eat the apple or the fruit I don't know. Why did Moses hit up against the rock? I don't know. Why do people do what we do? Why, when we, we know exactly what we need to be doing, our, us ourselves require the grace and the mercy of God because we don't always do exactly what we need to do. I don't have that answer, but I do know that there is going to be a falling away. I do know that they're going to know the truth and they're going to know it and they're going to, and they're going to understand it or at least have a, an understanding of it but then there's going to be a falling away from it. I know that God is going to rescue his people from the east and from the west. And if you look in the area of what's going on today, it is not beyond the realm of possibility for things to actually go down that realm. 
I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. All I'm saying is that be prepared. All I'm saying is that we need to be understanding. We need to be praying. We need to be supporting. We need to be standing with. Right? We need to be praying for. God will gather his people. And Paul indicates the future. Now, Paul would have known the book of, of Zechariah. Paul would have known the prophecy. And then he made that statement. Because they did not love truth. They did not love peace. And my encouragement and my shout out to you, love truth. Love peace. If you find yourself getting into the time where it's going to be an argument, where it's going to be in a discussion, where it's going to embroil you into something that you know is just going to be an argument, love peace enough to, to be willing to say, all right, I am not going to continue this because all it's going to do is going to cause anger. It's going to cause upsetness. It's going to cause hatred rather than love. Because I love peace. I love truth. There is a way with wisdom to be able to stand in today's day and age to stand for truth in a peaceful way. There is a way to communicate in a loving way truth with understanding. How can we minister to our community? How can we stand for truth but show loving kindness? How can we stand for truth but show caring to those around? Well, Greg, what's the answer? Ah, I don't have the answer for every single situation that you're going to come in, but I do know who has that answer, and that is the Spirit of Truth. That is the Holy Spirit that is within you, guiding you. And that's the reason why we need to be praying. We need to be praying for our neighbors. We need to be praying for the people around. We need to be praying for our states around. We need to be praying for our United States. We need to be praying for our president. We need to be praying for the people around. We need to be hurting with those who are hurting. We need to be joyous with those who are joyous. We need to walk beside those who need encouragement. That's you and I. That's where we need to be. Where do we need to be? Right in the muck and the mire, right there with them, praying for them and walking them through. Love truth. Love peace. Love truth. Love peace. When people are angry with you, may not your words continue the anger. A soft answer turns away wrath. It is something that will always always hit me. The wrath of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. So when I'm, when I'm getting angry, am I wanting my will or I want God's will? Well, my will is going to be selfish, but God's will is going to point people to Jesus. When Paul talked about salvation and when Paul talked about ministry, he spoke about end times. He spoke about that. And you, and 
maybe maybe you might look at me and say, Greg, I don't I don't really agree with everything that you said, or I don't agree with that, and that and that's perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. You want to know why? Because here's the thing: the most important thing that we have is not about our opinions about what's going to happen at the end times, but it's about our relationship with Jesus and relationship with one another. That's the most important part. And I know that anytime you bring up end times, you're going to have multiple different opinions. And it is not my job to stomp on toes. It is my job to give another perspective. It is something that I have walked. I have, I have tried very, very hard, and I've had good friends in my life that have shown me when I am solidly thinking one way, and I needed to be thinking a different way. I have good friends like that. So I would encourage you to be willing to look at it. If you think of it differently, I want you to think of it in a different perspective. And if you want to share, then, then, then share, because that's what the body of Christ is. Sharing. Create peace. Avoid deception with one another, because we know that God does not like that. But remember in Proverbs 19.27, and I'm going to end on that. I promise that. I will end in Proverbs 19.27. It says this, Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. It's when you cease listening to instruction, that's when you stray from the words of knowledge. There's always something that we can learn. There's always something that we can know. I challenge you, go through these scripture verses if you want more. I, I don't know about you, but I and I and I and I printed it out. And if you want a copy, that's perfectly fine. I had to actually go through this in an Excel spreadsheet. I had to put on one side, I had to put the, the verses of Zechariah, and I had to put the, like, the other ones, and I had to map it out in order for me to even have a thought of, a, of an organization of how this all things. So I, I make this open to any person and anybody that would like to actually really dig in, because this is worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to walk. It's worth it to dig in. It's worth it to know. It's worth it to open up that scripture verse and read it for yourself. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for what you do and who you are. I want to thank you for how you walk us through. And I pray, Father, that you that you may open up our hearts and minds, Father, that you may reveal your wisdom, that we may listen to your wisdom, and that, we, that you may reveal that wisdom, that we may walk. And that, Father, I pray that we may love truth, that we may love peace so much, Father, that we pursue you in our relationships with one another. I thank you, Father, for everything you do and who you are. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. I hope that you enjoyed it. To follow along with this series, you can go to www.agjordanmt.com and following the links for current and past broadcasts. I hope that you have a wonderful day.